Hello and welcome back to the Life Journal. I am Finley. I'm Jack. And I'm Rory. A quantum wave trolley approaches a plate with a double slit. On the other end of each slit is a crystal that will split the wave trolley into an entangled pair of wave trolleys with half the energy of the original. You stand next to a lever that operates seven wave trolley detectors. These detectors are placed on the tracks that the entangled pairs will go through. Right after the detectors, people are tied down to the track, placed inside a box transparent only to the trolley frequency of the EM spectrum. This means you can't know if they are dead or alive until the box opens. If you activate the detectors, you will force the trolley's wave function to collapse into a single trolley particle by revealing which slit it went through. This would instantly kill one of the two people in front of the detectors on one side, but also have a 50% chance of killing a single person on the other end, or a 25% chance of killing, either killing four or none, depending on the final direction that the particle trolley goes through. If you do nothing, you might kill everyone or no one, or some in some worlds and some in others, but you don't know which is it, which it is, because you haven't figured out, figured out whether the correct interpretation is Copenhagen, or many worlds, or pilot wave, or any other. There is one last problem. You are a virtue ethicist, and so you are probably unaware of any developments after Aristotle, and you're only <laughs> vaguely aware that the 20th century happened, because you might have read McIntyre at Anscombe, so you have no idea what any of this means, or how to approach it. Oh, what do you do? That doesn't make you a virtue ethicist, it makes you a natural law theorist. I know that like Aristotle did both, but right, there's, there's, a, there's a big important difference. A virtue ethicist only have no affiliation with natural law. Mm. You said, what do you do? What can you do? What are the options available to you other than break down trying to process whatever the fuck just happened? Well, I mean, personally, I think the best option is just to do nothing, because there's a chance that no one will die. If you didn't do nothing, what is the something that you could do? Kill someone at random. <laughs> or no one. I guess you just do nothing and hope for the best. Okay, well, you know. Right, so speaking of the trolley problem... Let's 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 jump back the the before the quantum trolley problem. Even though the trolley trolley problem has been done a bit to death at this point, what is your your guys' yeah, answer yeah. to the trolley problem? Yeah. So what do you do for the trolley problem? What's your answer, Jack? I kill the fewer people. Well, at least I would want to in a way. I would want to flip, flip the lever, but realistically, I don't know because you know you don't know until you're in that situation. But what I want to do because I know that that's another question people ask is. People say, oh, well, do you think you'd be able to do it? But that's a different thing about whether you should or shouldn't. Mm. But I think that you should pull the lever. Yeah, I mean, because what I, what I should do is pull the lever because, I mean, even though we're well, as a deontologian, you, you shouldn't because it's, you know, the consequence or whatever. But really and truly, I think most people in the situation would agree. Yeah, the thing is, at the end of the day, you're responsible in a way. Like, you can't just pretend that you don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, exactly. And like you I mean you may even get done for manslaughter, but uh also I think, you know, the the whole Yeah, but that'd be worth the it. People wouldn't on it? the the track. Exactly. Yeah. I th I think you'd probably get off with uh, no time served anyway. So I I think it would be it would be fine. But yeah, what what I should do is is flick the lever, you know, from a from most people's standpoint. What I would do no fucking clue. And obviously what I would want to do is for everyone to be alive. And then throw that shit onto the track stopping the trolley we we talk about distinguished things here <laughs> and uh finn what about you what are you doing for the, the I, I assume i know your answer but maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe you'll kill maybe you'll kill all of them like a fucking <laughs> madman <laughs> i'd save everyone no i i agree i'd kill the least people yeah well direct the train to all these people 
you know what? Let it, let us know actually what uh, uh what you guys would do. I'll I'll put up a I'll put up a there'll be a story when I when I put this episode up and uh, let let us know. I assume most people are gonna kill the one. I think there's gonna may, maybe one person will will kill the five, but I doubt it. Also, the challenge I presented for with consequentialism is that you don't know the outcome, but there's this thing called chance. <laughs> there's this thing called the train is heading for these group of people. Yeah, I could pull the lever and the entire universe could end, but I could walk outside and five people could just randomly die. Like, that, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really yeah, make you sense. you do the best you can with what you have, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, there's a chance the sun doesn't come up, but we still act like it's going to because why wouldn't we, you know? Like, I mean, my issue of consequentialism is more not so much like don't consider the consequences of your actions. Think about the, you know, just the action once more. <laughs> When it, but it's like you've got it's basically idolatry really um is, is my issue with it is when we see we see something we identify something as good and then we think that that is goodness or we associate that with goodness itself and become reckless and anything goes towards that end that specific end so like you know oh that specific end of quality doesn't matter but with people's freedom you know in russia you know with, with stalinism and that you know that kind of thing or money you know this is this that's the common one people say you know people think oh money's good because it can do this and that and then actually because they're so busy chasing money they forget about all the other things yeah totally you know what you what you place what you place at the top you know you will do anything anything for it and you'll lose sight i mean it's i mean it's been in you know a a million and one what fucking like hallmark movies where it's like oh the grumpy businessman and you know he's just striving for money and he forgets about his kids or his what you know i think the the best movie in that genre of movies is click by adam sandler and a lot of people don't really like adam sandler movies but that is the first movie that i cried to and it 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 brought me to when you know when out spoilers for the movie but when adam sandler's lying on the ground in the pouring rain and like he's he's uh unplugged from his hospital equipment so he's like dying on the ground as his as his uh kids walk away and they can't hear him calling he they can't hear him calling out to them because he's uh you know like his throat is really sore so he can't like like speak properly and it's like kids and it's like it was it was it it got to me man i love the difference though because (laughs) the first film i probably cried at was demon slayer infinite train (laughs) okay first off you fucking weeb second off what is it and why did you cry all right so demon slayer franchise uh i'll try and explain this without spoiling the plot basically japan there's demons there's this group of people that kill demons with special swords and the plot of this is Uh, the main characters (laughs) (laughs) the main characters are trying to hunt down this high-ranking demon that's controlling a train and he like can he can like mess with your dreams and stuff and then the ending is very uh, emotionally fueled and also to support my point until the recent uh jintama the final final movie for that which is quite a famous franchise before that came out demons like infinite train was the number one film in japan oh wow overtaking all of the studio ghibli films and just put the number one spot that is yeah, that's quite impressive because what like like number one film, not not animated, but like like number one film, period. I think so, yeah. And it and it is an animated film. It, it is anime. Yes, of course it is. It's, it's <laughs> Yeah. It's, <laughs> what else would you expect? <laughs> it's weird because uh, 
you know, like in our it, like like uh, in Western Western audiences, I mean, film. Uh, I think well, wasn't it Shrek that won Academy Award, but not not for animated? Or there was, I think, there was an animated film that won. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's weird because a lot of the time, you know, like like animated films just aren't given the same appreciation. I mean, like in film studies, you know, we don't do any animated films, which I, I do find a little bit weird because you're missing an entire massive and important portion of of the of the industry, you know? That's, that's the thing as well, though. Like you, you can tell that anime in particular is slowly starting to weed its way more and more into Western culture. It's like almost every day I'm getting notifications from Netflix saying, this anime has been added to the to Netflix. It's like, oh, another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a lot more, you know, if you just said... Uh, even a few years ago, I watch anime, you know, people would be like, okay, yeah, that weird fucking Japanese shit. But now, I mean, you know, I think almost everyone has watched uh, at least the first season of Attack on Titan when that when that first came out. You know, everyone and their dog was mm. watching it. I'm loving the fourth season of that. That's been hot. I, oh, I, I dropped off after the first season, but it was so... I need to I need to, to watch it all because it does yeah. seem really good. Have we got any, um, have we got any responses on the... Uh on the Instagram. We did. We did get some responses. Are, they, are any of them good? We got one that said bondage, one that said <laughs> gimp suits, and one that says, what will happen if we find a strain of COVID that's resistant to all vaccines? Okay, what will happen then? Uh, I'd assume we put social distancing measures into everyday life for a while and then just kind mm. of get on with it as best we can and you know lockdowns every now and again just to keep it under control and let natural selection take its course sorry well i thought we we're just going to lock down until we got rid of that but to be fair i actually might not be able to say it depends on all of that and whatnot let natural selection take its course we up the week but no to be fair actually actually you might need you might need to do that but it depends on like whether we're able to just do a lockdown long enough to to just be like say goodbye. It, uh, say goodbye. I mean, it, it takes because unless you stop the entire country, you really yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't have like everyone indoors for like the fucking however long it would take. Mm. Yeah, we don't. Would only it would only take two weeks, wouldn't it? But uh, even then, like you, you just there are. I mean, you could you could actually do it if you like prepared for it, right? So like you. But then, like, even, like, just keeping power stations alive, those people would have to make yeah. sure that they didn't trans... Like, because even if you ran the country for the bare minimum, but then, although I know a lot of people, you know, that the, the, uh, uh, you'd fuck the economy yeah. and businesses Actually, and everything over. Everyone. You'd huh? be able to tell absolutely everyone um, going into lockdown would be, so he would buy and probably would just say it would take a lot longer than if you're trying to like unless yeah sure you could like hypothetically get every, absolutely everyone to just say so just not like people stay in the bubbles or whatever you know and just stay that for weeks but like that's not really going to work you could, you're going to but i assume that like i was thinking like we had before when we have not when we've had lockdown before you know you still have people going to work and that um yeah but uh, i'm saying if you completely support. wanted to eradicate it though you would have to do yeah. the full the full time you know one i mean like again like because you'd have to give everybody like food and water or like food because you know taps exist um but you'd have to give everyone food and then for all of the businesses that like all the places that would need to stay open police and everything but even then it wouldn't it wouldn't work because you know there are there are large groups of people that would just 
that mm. violate the rules now if they got even stricter yeah, for the it, it, yeah it would it would never work you would never you know like uh, polio took a long time to eradicate and was a very hard and arduous task and, and not everybody had to be put into lockdown so basically yeah we we just have to let people get on with it and we'd probably lose a few hundred thousand lives Weed out the week. Mm. I mean, I'm, it's, it's like it's been that between now and when we can fully return, there'll be like another thirty thousand deaths or something. And it, it's, it, I find, you know, the thing that gets me the most about people on the internet going, "Oh, we don't shut down the country for this, that, and the other." It's like that is actually because people always like spout these statistics and these numbers, but there are people behind those statistics, man. There are mums, dads, nans, granddads. You know, there are there are people behind that, and not only people behind that, people behind that that could have come up with fantastic innovations. You know, although we say, "Oh, you know, well, you know, it's just." you know a life lost but we, you know we can't we can't just shut everything down i mean imagine if that life was uh, the next einstein yeah. the next uh, the elon musk yeah and, and as well because i was you know, keep saying there's other people people do just keep saying and i can I, well i haven't seen it in a while but i was seeing this a lot and i was playing about this a lot about that but people just reducing it to a number and saying oh it's only such and such people dying you know and it's just like well yes yeah, like, you know if one of those lives matters and like there are people there are probably people who the people who might who might do virtually anything to get a relative back or who they've lost or something, you know, um, yeah. or a partner who they've lost or, or something, you know. And as you said as well, you know, there's, in that life, there's also that potential, and there's also lots of potential that you're losing there when you lose these people. But I mean, I think a lot of them are old people, so fuck them, really. Needs to be fair. No, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not just as well, but yeah, I mean, even then, you know, it's still, that that means a lot to people, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, you just can't, just, yeah, it's just a number, and that's the number. Yeah, well, it's, it's basically the thing as well, depends about how much compromise you make as well for it as well, but like, people are complaining about wearing masks, you know, and I don't think so far I've had like, massive compromise, I mean, I suppose it depends on different, you know, some people, it's going to affect the lockdown and that, it's going to affect them a lot more, but yeah, then the day really, I suppose it comes down to that, but I mean, when you weigh it up against people, you know, people dying. But of course, there is also that as well with mental health people, you know, and whatnot, and it's causing more deaths. Mm, people with legit reasons not to wear them, that's, you know, you can't exactly argue about that. Yeah. They have a legit yeah. not to wear them. But, like, when you got people spouting, I have my rights to do what I want, like, mm. shut up. Yeah. No, that's your rights end where someone else's begins. Freedom is supposed to be a right, and you can't just, you can't just go, like, you can't, start going on about your freedom uh, whilst breaking the contracts of society because that's the thing for society it's what you need you need compromise and if you don't if you're not willing to make that compromise then you have no grounds to defend your freedom why what would stop anyone from like from taking abuse of you or you know exploiting you or whatever you know if you didn't have that that sort of that model of that if you didn't have society basically because that's what it is it's just anarchism that you yeah. that you after them and the freedom isn't actually something you can fall back on in anarchy yeah there's a difference between freedom and anarchy because you know it's like the government is saying wear masks not not even law but it's like wear masks and it's like you know the government tell you to wear clothes you know, i don't see you stripping off and running down as does you know like <laughs> you, you do like it's like uh, i mean obviously this is a much bigger problem in the states than here but still a problem here but you know you, you see them going like you know uh, i uh, you know i free country and it's like yeah free to exercise things within your within yourself you know that only affect you it's like 
the utilitarian thing where it's like oh you can do anything you want as long as you're not harming people but that depends how you define harm you know yeah mm. you, you yeah i can obviously me stabbing someone most people will agree yes you are harming them um but you know me you know me not wearing a mask and transmitting a disease although not directly harming them you know it's uh, at the end of that it's covid that harmed them not me it's still you know it's still still harm being done to them that i could have avoided because you know uh me or the the average person uh can wear a mask you know and again obviously this doesn't apply to those that that can't wear a mask for any which any which reason and that kind of links back to the trolley problem as well it's like albeit you're not going up to them and stabbing them with a knife you pulling the lever is still causing them to die mm. so it's you know just put a mask on I mean, I hate wearing them. The minute we don't have to wear them anymore, I'm not wearing one. <laughs> mm. I, I despise despise them, but I still wear them because I understand the risk. I remember uh, one time at, at church, I was I was wearing <laughs> one, and I was really tired, like really tired, and like it was really warm, and like the mask was like warming my face, and I was like trying to stay awake, and I was just like, whoa, <laughs> like I, I don't think I went to bed that night because I. I have the sleeping schedule of a um a possum with insomnia <laughs> i've done that in class before now i'll be sitting there in maths and i'll be f- like physically fighting to keep my eyes open oh. it's like i'm that tired that they just like my body is trying to close them and i'm like just open. when you do the uh, the head thing oh the I I one thing I do to try and keep myself awake is like curl my toes. I I find that or like like strain my body just to like I don't I, yeah. <laughs> just end literally like sometimes I'll pinch myself. Sometimes I'll try and think of things or just like sometimes I'll hold my hand on my face as well so I don't just dip down and look like a complete fucking yeah. We were gonna talk about light-hearted stuff and then we started talking about COVID. <laughs> okay, okay, right, Finley Hunter. I've discussed yes. I discussed this the other day, but um, so you are you are given so I've come to you and I've told you that I'm going to give you one hour of prep time uh, right now, um, and then after the hour of prep time, you are going to be uh, transported to uh, the Star Wars universe five years after the events of Episode Three, and you have forty eight hours to kill Darth Vader. So what do you do? Uh, with the what do you what do you do uh, prep time and everything? What what's your plan? How are you going to kill Darth Vader? You can't bring anything with you. Only knowledge from Star Wars canon. I'm going to be hated by everyone listening to this. Can you explain to me what happens in Episode Three? <laughs> episode Three is is the one where it's a good one where he beca- <laughs> where you know Anakin and Obi Wan fighting in the the lava planet and then Anakin uh, Obi Wan um. chops Anakin and then Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Right. Okay. So it's so okay, yeah. So it's after that. It's after that, yeah. Five years. So kind of a good midpoint between. It's kind of the early stages of the empire, but it's it's kind of a good middleish point. Okay. Okay. Hmm. For the record, I don't actually think that the other Star Wars films are bad. I just think that Star Wars <laughs> Three is supreme. Yeah, all one to six films are pretty good. Mm. Uh, like overall, obviously, it's, it's you know, some some are, like, some are, some are great, some are some are eh, you know, but yeah. most are pr- pretty 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 enjoyable watch overall from all mm. all six of the films. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay, right, <sighs> preparation. So, 
Considering the fact that I'd probably die pretty quick if I tried to take them head on, mm-hmm. I would... In terms of Star Wars canon, I'd probably try and learn the ins and outs of a typical ship. Maybe try and learn how to pilot smaller, like a, just like a, I don't know, I don't know like an X-Wing or something. Mm-hmm. Like oh, uh, one, one other thing to the, the stipulation. You have the equivalent of a uh, billion dollars in Star Wars money, so... I, I don't really know how prices work, but you can buy basically a decent amount. Of, like you can't buy a Death Star, but you can buy you know ships and weaponry. You know you're, you're probably not going to run out of money, but yeah, you can't a decent amount of money. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so in terms of prep, I'd brush up on stuff like that. Maybe even learn some like some astrophysics to <laughs> try and give me some advantage. I guess you do only have an hour, so I can watch a few videos. <laughs> <laughs> Once I'm there, what would I buy? Yeah, I didn't even consider learning how to... I was like, yeah, just grab a ship and... Well, I'll, I'll reveal my plan, because it is the perfect plan. I'll reveal my plan in a bit, but I didn't even think, you know, oh, maybe I'd need to learn. Uh, I, I guess you could pay someone to, to, to take you about. So I, I guess I'd probably do that yeah. rather than learn to learn to fly, because, I mean, you got 48 hours to test it all out and stuff, so I guess you could, you could get the hang of it. Yeah. So once I'm there, buy... Uh, a ship of some sort mm-hmm. that's ideally heavily armed, you know, like a, a proper warship or something. Obviously, nothing like a, a, one of the um, what's the name of those really big, Dorito-looking ships? Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. I knew it was something destroyer. Obviously, nothing like that huge, but like something a bit more like a five-man crew style ship. Mm-hmm. It's probably something more like the Millennium Falcon. Like a heavily armed uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I'd probably I'd try and find an info broker or something to that extent, try and figure out where he is, what his movements are, where he's going. And of course you could use the, the prep time as well to find out where he would be roundabout at that time. Yeah, true. Do that as well. In that case, yeah, I'd probably use the info, the info broker to like, figure out more like specific details that the cannon wouldn't cover. His ship's armaments or his guard detail. Yeah, because the cannon isn't going to be like, yeah, he's right here at this location, this time, these exact coordinates. So yeah, you would need a little bit of extra help to to try and find him exactly. I'm assuming that there isn't some sort of weapon that can cause a black hole. There might be. There is some weird stuff in Star Wars. Star Wars cannon. Uh, But not, I don't think anything that you'd be able to get your hands on. Yeah, I was going to say, that would probably be something more under, like, lock and key in some far corner of the universe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, using the information that I've gotten, I'd probably then try and attack him, whether he's, A, on a planet somewhere, and not near a ship, or, like, in a Star Destroyer, for example. Or, like, somewhere I could attack him and not get blown to smithereens. So what? how are you actually attacking him? What's the What weaponry are we, are we using? You're asking someone that does not know much Star Wars, can I? <laughs> <laughs> but like, are you are you going to use a ship? Are you going to use a, like a giant a giant like cannon energy star weapon? Are you going to use a just try and run at him with a blaster and hope for the best? Are you going to maybe oh. maybe a like suicide vest vest type situation? I don't know because obviously just running at him with a blaster is stupid because you've got the force. Mm. See, one of the most mainstream attacks would, would be hard to execute properly. The, the best way would probably be to get him in something like what happened to both Death Stars. 
Right, yeah, get him in a, get him in, get it, get find, uh, you know, find him on a ship and blow it up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he can't do much when he's in space. I yeah. assume, unless there's something called force breathing. Well, um, I, d- I don't know if you guys knew this, but there, there, when when earlier when we said the there's six great films, uh, I think <laughs> we forgot to include a couple of other films. You know, just the unimportant ones. But uh, technically, in Star Wars canon, Leia did survive in in space. Uh, and also, he does have a breather on his suit, but even then, like, he'd need some backup. But, I mean, he could also get away in a ship in time, but just blow them up before you blow up the big ship, and then done. Yeah, I, sp- I suppose in that case, it would be trying to figure out what, like, his quarters in the ship or something. And then try and cause the explosion as close to his quarters as possible. Yeah, and then, yeah, so, yeah, blow up any, try and blow up, blow, blow up, blow him up in the ship before the rest of the ship so he's dead before the entire ship is even blown up and then you know the entire ship is gone so there is no chance of of survival there yeah i mean if i was like some incredibly quick thing uh, learner with some impeccable physical abilities i might try and learn some form of sword fighting in an hour before i was sent and then try and buy one of those i forgot what the material is called what's the material that that spears made out of that the Mandalorian uses. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about though. I, that, I, that I, yeah. can, the, the one that can withstand a lightsaber. Maybe try and use that, but even then he'd probably just force choke me. Yeah. <laughs> um even y- looking at Darth Vader he'll he'll probably just um kill you uh, immediately. So probably not not the best idea. But yeah I do like that plan. Pl- explosions are the best way to go. There was a yeah, Jack, would you like to reveal what you would do uh, in that situation to kill Darth Vader? Yeah, sure. I mean, I already explained this yesterday. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to explain it as well. <laughs> but this is an amazing plan, right? How many hours again do we have within... You have one hour of prep time in, in this One universe. hour? Oh, I thought we had... Um, what was this, is this, is this modified version? Because I swear, when you asked... When you were asking, when we were talking about this yesterday, I think... Um, we had like 48 hours or something like that, didn't we? No, 48 no, hours to kill Vader, one hour of prep time. Oh, one hour of prep world. time. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to have to be very careful with my prep time here. I was going to use a bit of a... I was going to <clears throat> hop onto a Discord voice chat and ask people what they would do. But I was, of course, I'm going to have to be careful not to use up the whole hour doing that because their plans are probably going to involve quite a bit of research. So... Or at least some degree of research. So I'm going to have to be careful with that. But the first thing I would do is hop onto a Discord voice chat and and, um, and ask people what they would do. Mm. That <laughs> Give is. Them the scenario. And then and then just take take the best one from that. And also the great thing yeah. about that plan is you've also got a couple backup plans as well. Hmm. Mm. And yeah, I mean, my my plan really is, isn't is 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 a lot more. It's a lot less planned out, a lot more sort of in the moment. But yeah. That means that it can be quite flexible. Yeah, you've... Uh, and also, I mean, your plan... You're not planning now, but if it actually happened, then you would have the the Discord call plan and then you would go and do the thing and, you know, try and execute <laughs> the plans. Another plan that I've thought of is the fact that, by, well, by using the cannon... You know not only where Darth Vader is, but where the rebels are. Okay. So could you not go to 
Luke or well, the other Luke and just say, hey, I know where Vader is. I mean, he's five years old, but... Ah, oh, bugger he is, isn't he? Shit. Uh, <laughs> well, Obi-Wan then. I mean, was Obi-Wan not... Obi-Wan knew where Vader was. Say, uh, yeah, he would just say, Luke's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> There, the there are a lot destiny. of Jedi still left alive, though. So I think it's about 200. Um, so if you gathered all of those Jedis, surely they could just... they could. Nah, then again, Vader, Vader might be able to take on 200 Jedis. I mean, he was supposed to be the Chosen One. Yeah, I mean, you know, Luke didn't even beat him, you know? Uh, <laughs> Luke beat him with love, not with his his uh, lightsaber. So, you know. Mm. Beat him with love. I'll beat you with. <laughs> sounds Whoa. like sounds like a film. Like uh, it sounds like um, you know those like like uh poorly made like PSA films, like the ones about like internet safety or like um drunk driving. Like it's that that sounds like one about domestic abuse in the home. I'll beat you with love. <laughs> God Almighty. <laughs> uh, um, right. If if you or anybody you know are suffering from the issues raised in this podcast, uh, <laughs> consult the links. <laughs> Just fucking grab um, no balls, you fucking snowflake! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jack just told the uh, people victims of domestic abuse to grow some balls. Can we right. add it out? <laughs> I, I, think, I think we. I think we might. <laughs> Do you guys? It's fine. Leave it in. It's funny. I'm. I'm gonna put that. This, the entire episode is just. Is that. It's just that. <laughs> just that five minute. Now, do you guys want to hear the actual best way to kill Darth Vader with 48 hours? Well, oh. I'll do this plan and then I would do it. So my plan still trumps your plan. Your, because... Okay, your plan technically still trumps my plan, but you would <laughs> still need me for your plan. So here's, yeah, true. here's my plan, right? So as not, not everyone may know this, but time travel does exist in Star Wars. Uh, and we see it in Star Wars Rebels, right? So what you do is you research... Um, I think there is a bit where Ezra pulls uh, Ahsoka into yeah. the, the time travel thing and uh, and then they're in, Then you can, he can literally go anywhere throughout space and time, right? So what you do is you go there, that Darth Vader is there. So maybe somewhere a bit more safe, but yeah, you go into the time travel thing and then go back to when Anakin slash Darth Vader is a child and then just smother him in his sleep. <laughs> just just kill the motherfucker while he while he sleeps and done because, you know, he's not he can't fight back. I don't think anybody he's not got a you know, there's I don't think his slave mother is gonna put up much of a fight if she even caught you. I mean if you really want to add some extra pizzazz, get grab a lightsaber on your on your travels through the time time travel and then just slice him in half in his sleep. Done. Uh, I, yeah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> but, but how do, how does time travel work in the Star Wars universe? I don't know, but I think it's closed loop time travel. So there's not multiple timelines. Well, I don't know if you have to, but yeah, it's one timeline that you can change. There's not like branch timelines or anything. So you all you have no. to do, go back. It's weird that time travel exists in Star Wars. I won't lie, but it <laughs> it does. And I it, there's no it doesn't surprise me that Rebels wasn't the most well received show because I mean even 
that's a pretty risky move to add time travel into Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's quite near the end as well, where I was getting a bit sort of a bit strange. Well, that's an interesting one. If you never had to sleep again, what would you do with your extra time? Masturbate. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, to be fair, Rory, the, li- the, the little amount of time that you're actually asleep, you probably could. You sleep for a third of your life, don't you? I think so. Gee, that Something is. Like that. I mean, you, you, like, it's just the. Can you sleep if you want to? Though? Would, you, would you still be tired, or would you like? Would you be able to be tired, but it doesn't matter, or would? I suppose, um, yeah, I suppose then you would need to sleep, wouldn't you? Because you'd be, or would you be sleepy? Because we could be sleep. <coughs> well, because it, it, it's you never have to sleep again. So I'm assuming you don't feel yeah. tired. Yeah. You, you just, you know, Would your you, energy levels only be like dependent on food then? I assume so. <laughs> so you would just be constantly peppy as long as you had a good lunch, because like, oh, I mean, like you know, sad other factors, but like. So you would never have that, oh, I just feel tired all the time. So not mm. only would you have a shit ton of extra time, your quality of life would improve drastically. Mm. But to be fair, I mean, if, you, if you're if you down, you couldn't really say, oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> well, people don't... I, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't... Would you tell people that you no longer need to sleep? No, I suppose not. I think some people would just happen, I would just happen to know, though, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess a few. I mean, like, I a, like, like a partner as well. Well, I get, c- can you still sleep if you want to, though? That that's 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 a good question. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. I don't know. Someone's asked that as well. Because also, you, you wouldn't get to, tired. So you to, would you have to force yourself to sleep, or like? Oh yeah. That's a good well, point. you can. We, I'm sure you could still get knocked out, right? Like somebody just takes a <laughs> baseball bat and just smacks you around the head, and you just stand there looking dead in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody comes up behind you with chloroform you're just like um, we're going to be here for a very long time <laughs> I think we just sort of an ECPR idea <laughs> never oh. always conscious man <laughs> you, just, you get shot in the head <laughs> you're just like you just like he's like you, I've lost half of my motor functions but at least I'm still awake <laughs> let's assume that you you can be knocked out, I guess, because you don't need to sleep. But I guess, I guess if you closed your eyes and kind of tried to make yourself sleep, and you know got some vapor rub and drank some warm milk, I'm sure you could, you could hunker down, right? So, yeah, because obviously, like you know, you like you might want to sleep to pass the time or whatever, and uh, and things like that. But yeah, I guess um, I'd just do what I do now, but just more of it. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, what would be great is, because I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like, we don't, well, I mean, I've been sleeping at one day, but even then I've been struggling to, but like, we wouldn't be, like, our bad sleep schedule wouldn't really be affecting us in the same way, so, whereas it would be like, oh, I'm constantly tired throughout the day, um, or constantly tired, but I'm able to sleep or whatever, you know, like, um, you would just, you'd be able to, would be, able to <clears throat> be so much more productive, mm. like, at night as well at night as well especially if i want to be productive and i'll just be able to be so i'll just be able to i wouldn't have to worry about sleeping i could just I'm like if i'm like you know what i fancy reading a book or something you know i could just just yeah i mean it's it's kind of similar to the um uh if you could if you could pause time and let's uh let's yeah. let's not the the the, the, well, the pause time comes with a lot of um 
ramifications in terms yeah, of the laws of physics. Of that isn't it. Hmm? Usually isn't like the sleep thing usually a ramification of being able to pause time and that's why it's No, the well I mean the ramifications about like oxygen and then like like when you learn stuff your brain like changes as well. So like would your brain change? But like you wouldn't age because that's like oh, one of the points of the Yeah, but I meant like I was gonna say beforehand, I was gonna say like as well, I think a big part of why it's similar to if you pause time is because it's also part of it and I'm not meaning to sleep. Oh, right, yeah, because you would pause time, sleep, and then wake up and you wouldn't... Would you... uh, So if you could pause time, would you pause time and sleep? Or would you uh, sleep and then, like, have... Like, would you then have your alarm wake you up and then then pause time if you needed more sleep? Um... I feel like I'd end up doing a bit of both. Honestly. Right, so if you wanted to, like, crack some things out while time wasn't paused, you save, you do the things, so you sleep while time is paused, but, you know, if you wanted to sleep the night away, um, but then you might need a little bit of extra sleep in the morning, you pause it and have a lay-in. Yeah. Um, it's not control time. It would so control time or pause time? I mean, that is control, but, like, control it fully or just, just pause it? Con- control it fully. <laughs> I wouldn't I mean it would be great to I think I think I wouldn't trust myself with anything more well I'd say I wouldn't trust myself with anything more than pausing and going back a few seconds or like a minute but even I don't know if I'd trust myself going being able to to go back a minute or so because like oh, I would I would just never get on with my life like I would every conversation I have I'd be like no I didn't like the way I said that and I'd go back and then I'd redo it and I'd spend like several hours in what what would be like a 10 minute task yeah I can see where you're coming from I mean I think the only reason that I'd want to do it is to change a few things that happened what uh what, what would you change if you don't mind my asking <laughs> well I mean to, to sum it all up I'd go back to me in year eight, year nine-ish, and just slap myself on the face and say, use your fucking brain. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I mean, if you're, well, we're saying here, like... Cause... Yeah, I'll probably do that as well, actually. I'll probably go back to year eight, Finn, slap him in the face and say... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? There's, there's a lot of people that would do that. But... <laughs> I'd go back to Year 8 Finn and say, Hi, Year 8 Finn. Do you want to play some Mario Kart? And it's like, Who are you? <laughs> That's who that was. <laughs> I can't control time. Shit, they're on to me. <laughs> but, uh, it's the... Because, like... And also, like, the amount of times I'd... Because also, like, then then you take into a whole account of, like, morality. Because, so, if you... So, say I stab someone, and then I rewind time... Did I? Am I morally accountable for that, or or not? Well, I'm, I mean, I suppose personally you would be, unless you were at the kind of mentality of I I we round I <laughs> I rewound time I didn't do it. I mean, because you no, did. That's... Well, it's like because that uh, that's like another question. Like, so if you kill someone or st- like hurt, you know do a crime or an immoral action, and then your memory of that action is removed, are you accountable for it? I'd say so. I, I mean, obviously, it'd be under different circumstances because you didn't. Uh, it's that's a weird one. Um, 
Obviously, with our current legal system, there'd be some different steps to go about it, because although your memory's lost, there's probably still a chance that you might be mentally inclined to... If you deliberately went out of your way to murder someone, then you might be inclined to do it again, whether you remember it or not. But, yeah, well, well I mean, we don't we don't crime people based on what they might do. We base them on what they would do. So, you, you would you... I mean, would you... It's like a whip, because, like... So, like, say right now... I'm so like it's like there's more than a, like okay so I I in the middle of in the middle of a study one day I stand up and I go and uh, murder one of one of my classmates uh, in cold blood everybody sees it it's a open and shut case um, you know so but then my memories are removed of the entire situation and also I don't even I don't even remember ever wanting to kill them I'm I'm distraught at wanting to kill them I'm like why would why would I have done that I, I don't know you know I I I don't remember you know and then it's it's proven that you genuinely have your memories removed or whatever so you're like I'm going away for a crime that I don't remember committing that you know effectively from my perspective I didn't commit you know I mean imagine and then imagine like just being I mean like you're in prison and you're like I'm in a, I'm in prison for a crime that I did but I don't even know that I did it. it it's a bit of a weird one I mean obviously if you if it's been proven that your entire memory of that ever happening has been taken away then uh, it depends. If there's something about you that's given you a, that caused you to have a predisposition that could eventually lead to murderous thought, well, then that's a bit of a different situation. But if you just genuinely, you just, I wouldn't hurt a fly, then whilst on paper and technically, well, I don't know about legally, but on paper where you wouldn't do it again, there'd still be the stigma from the general public and there. probably even politicians that would be thinking like a, like a human and just wouldn't trust you if you forgot you probably wouldn't be much help because they would want to know why you what what made you different in that scenario they would want to know what could what what it is that's that's made you kill um, someone yeah but like what's yeah well, what's made you this liable like what is why you know because mm. it's happening again then you need to know that they need to actually have the reassurance that whatever it is that caused it isn't going to happen again. As, as I think from this, you saying, so like, you saying, oh, I can't remember, it's going to be quite unhelpful because they're probably going to ask you if you were like, oh, I actually I have no idea why I did that. And they're like, well, do you know what it might have been? Like, if it was like, oh, what it is is such and such, and this is something that we can fix, this, this is something that's, that's, that we can move on from. Yeah, I don't need to go to prison for this. So I just, you know, just need to make sure that I don't have a twiglet or whatever because <laughs> it makes it murderous um mm, yeah it, it would uh it would certainly be a stress well then again i don't i mean because obviously in the real world uh obviously we were like oh and it's proven that you don't remember but obviously in the real world they would just be like yeah obviously he's he's bullshitting obviously he's he's just trying to but then well actually i mean like psychologists might analyze you and be like no nah, like he thinks he's telling the truth right now so like they would just put you down as clinically insane or like they would you know like you know clearly something is up that you have convinced yourself that you don't remember and 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 well i guess i guess you've removed the memory for yourself uh in in that scenario you know if uh, if uh you know a, a behavioral psychologist was like yeah no that i'm i'm pretty sure that they they genuine and then you would you would probably be given um mental uh mental help um and then you know sent on your way once you had supposedly recovered but then i don't know would you ever i guess 
I guess maybe a psychologist could convince you that you did remove the memory yourself uh, even though you don't re I mean what's the difference between you removing the memory yourself and having it removed from some external force yeah I suppose it's quite a very uh, it's a I don't know it's weird <laughs> strange peculiar why don't we uh, <laughs> we invent uh, mind erasing technology and then we find someone uh, and then uh, uh, we get them to kill someone uh, <laughs> through their own means and then we remove their, their memories of ever of wanting to kill them so what we do is we, we convince we use um, manipulative tactics to get the person to think that they want to murder this other person and then they actually murder the other person, they do it and whatever uh, but then we remove their memory of the murder itself and also everything that led up to the murder so they don't even remember why they would even want to kill that person uh, so you know the parameters of the hypothetical situation and then see what happens I guess I mean I suppose the easiest way to erase memory is this magical device called a bat Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 going to be racing about, you know, because we like, yeah, we we got to erase the actual murder itself, but also the things that led up to the murder. So I I don't think a bat will suffice in that situation. Hit them hard enough, and <laughs> yeah, the harder you hit, the more weeks it knocks off. <laughs> Thing is, now there's an added layer because we've we've if they found out that we we did this, we would be. Well, can you get can you get in trouble for manipulating somebody? Right. So if I you get in trouble for manipulating someone no, to kill no 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 not not like that though. But like okay, so let's say I start um, making Finley really just hate Jack like a lot. Like I I just oh, right. start you saying wasn't your intention to get him to kill me, but you just wanted to get him to hate me. Yeah, but even then, like even if I want him to kill you, um, am I like because? Like, how could it be argued that me, you know, me saying like, like, let's say to, to let's say I start, I, I start lying to Finn. It's not against the law to lie to people, right? There's not, it's not against the law, right? So I start saying to Finn, you know, Jack killed an, <laughs> you know, Jack killed an entire orphanage of kids, and I get Finn to believe this, right? And I'm like, you know, um, and then like I accuse uh Jack of the, I accuse, I frame Jack. Uh, in Finn's eyes of the murder of his uh, of his brother or something you know because his, his brother's been killed or whatever and I, and then J Finn really hates Jack and just it, one day you know like uh, I, like it all builds up and, and, and Finn snaps and he kills Jack because of my manipulation I'm not legally liable for that because I mean how can um, I be? I think you are I don't know. Oh, let's see if I can word this correctly if you were trying, if you were deliberately trying to manipulate me to kill him, and it could be proven that you were the master mastermind behind this plot, then yes, you can be charged. Because it, it's that's that kind of thing with any scenario. Like if some if someone's held hostage and they the only way they can be that uh, they can be set free and alive and not be killed is by smuggling drugs or killing this person or you know like that that kind of thing then the person that was holding them hostage is obviously liable to the crime 
Right, but how, like, because how, like, I've not really done any, like, okay, so let's say, like, you know, I just, I really wanted, uh, you know, I mean, there could be, it, I don't know, it couldn't really be proven why I did what I did, maybe I thought it'd be really funny, maybe I just want Finn to hate Jack, which isn't a crime, yeah, if I wanted uh, Finn to kill Jack, yeah, obviously that would be, uh, that would be, I would be liable there, probably, you know, from the, from the, from, from certain perspectives, but, um, but like any other thing, and it, but it couldn't be proved that unless I admitted, oh yeah, no, I, I wanted, I wanted Finn to kill Jack. Unless, unless that was proved, I could say, no, no, what? I, I just wanted him to hate him. That's, that's not against the law, is it? And obviously, it's not against the law. So I don't know necessarily if I could even be tried. Can you be prosecuted for manipulation? <laughs> well, we, like, I imagine it's probably like what what i have done is i don't know i mean maybe like because oftentimes you know people might just the jury might just find me guilty because they can just they can do that i guess but realistically i don't think it can be like within the actual yeah, terms sure of the law that, that was my intent yeah okay. i mean obviously uh, removing someone's memories that's probably against the law harassment or whatever so that one yeah but Okay, so a UK law is called coercive control or co or controlling behaviour. Uh, news story: coercive or controlling behaviour now a crime. As of this was published in twenty fifteen. Well, uh, what, what counts as a coercive behaviour? I think this is more to do with domestic abuse. Though. The government's new coercive or controlling behaviour offence will mean victims who experience the type of behaviour that stops short of serious physical violence. But um, okay, so okay, this is to do with emotional abuse and mental abuse. Which yeah, I, I think would it count as emotional abuse? Though, is that all? Huh? Oh, the offence will carry a maximum of five years imprisonment, or a fine, or both. But like, look, but let's say, Should like, right now, I say, 20. "Hey, Finn, Jack killed uh, thirty orphans," and you believe that? Is that on me? Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I suppose. But you, I, yeah, I don't think it can be. I don't think it can be assumed reasonably that you were you're supposed to believe that because Jack didn't kill the thirty orphans, and you know if you did five minutes of research and found out that <laughs> no, obviously Jack didn't kill the orphans. I mean, but if you've just believed that, you're both responsible. Coercive. I think. Coercive or controlling behaviour does not relate to a single incident. It is a pur purposeful pattern of incidents that occur over time in order for one individual to exert power, control, or coercion over another. Things. How how do you prove that though? Because again, like you know, what what if I'm just you know like people when it, when people make jokes, obviously you know like oh I can't believe you did that. You know somebody might genuinely believe that, but that's not on me because that was not my intention. And again, it couldn't be. I don't, you wouldn't be able to prove that I intended to coerce it. It's like, haha, <laughs> Jack killed 30 orphans. Finn's like, wait, what? Jack killed 30 orphans? You know, I mean, even if I say it, Jack killed 30 Not orphans. Jack killed your brother. <laughs> Jack killed your brother. Jack it's committed tax fraud. You know, like a bunch of, a bunch of things. But like, even it, like, like imagine, imagine if Finn, after this podcast, actually believes every hypothetical scenario I raised. Am, am I? But I mean, even then, I, I wasn't even trying to get him to do that. To the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> how how do you prove coercive control? Let's see, what does what does the law say? Uh, yeah, the victim and alleged perpetrator must be personally connected at the time the paper takes place. This means they were either in an intimate relationship, 
where family members all live together while not in a relationship. The behaviour must be deemed to have had a serious effect on the victim, meaning that it has caused the victim to fear violence will be used against them on at least two occasions, or it has had... Yeah, so this is still more to do with domestic abuse. The behaviour must be such that the perpetrator knows or ought to know that it will have a serious effect on on the victim. Ah. Okay, so if you... So yeah, if you don't realise that what you're doing will cause me to kill him, that's not. So if if the camera being put, you could say didn't realise, couldn't they? But I suppose it's depending on whether they believe him or not. It was well. That's the thing. The behaviour must be such that the perpetrator knows, or he should. They should know. They ought to know. Yeah, yeah what you want you want to know better as well. But do, do, if they're like, oh well, come on, you should have known that. But even that's hard to prove. They ought to know. Yeah, because should I have? Okay, so right now I say, uh, or like I'm just I, I I'm joking about with Finn or whatever, or you know uh, like for all it, for the the purposes of the outside perspective, I'm joking. I know I'm trying to convince Finn that Jack is evil, right? But from the outside perspective, there is no difference between uh, me joking and me actually trying to convince Finn, right? So I'm just saying this stuff to Finn. I'm like, Finn, Jack killed 30 orphans. Because I would say that the same way if I was making some sort of joke as to actually trying to convince him, right? And how, how would I be reasonably expected to know that Finn is going to believe that? Because that, that, that's such a ludicrous... Uh, hmm. d- I mean, you know, I- if I go through the meticulous effort to frame Jack for killing his brother enough, but then if it's enough, if, if it's not enough for the police to believe it, because, you know, if I went through all that effort to frame him, uh, uh, he's going to end up in jail. So now I've, I've got <laughs> Finn to believe it. Um, you know, I think most people may look at the framing and go, yeah, no, Finn's just an idiot. So... Because as well, if you wanted to manipulate somebody to kill someone, you're probably going to pick an idiot because... They're going to be easier to manipulate. Yeah, true. It's mm, how is coercive control proven? It's it, it. I'm although I'm looking this up. The this main law is, like I said, mostly to do with um, domestic abuse and like I don't know, the, the one spouse trying to like over time convincing the other that if they don't do what they say, they will be beaten. But um, so how is coercive control proven? Evidence used to prove coercive control include, but are not limited to, copies of emails, phone records, text messages, uh, social media platforms, a diary kept by the victim. Well, that'd be useless. I don't do diaries. Evidence showing the victim was isolated from family and friends. Perpetrator accompanied the victim to medical appointments. Evidence of the victim withdrawing from social activities. Nine 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 tapes or transcripts. CCTV interaction of social services, medical records, and photographs of injuries. So obviously most of that is to do with controlling behaviour. They're trying to exert power of someone, not convincing someone. Which is why I think it's quite confusing whether you... I just want to clarify, coercive means like persuasive, right? Yeah. Because you coerce someone. Yeah. So I don't I don't know whether they've used the word coercive. I mean, like, you know, like, uh, coercive behaviour would be like the stereotype you see in some films where the mothers convince the child that they're allergic to everything because they're overprotective. Coercion is the practice of forcing another party to act in an involuntary manner by use of threats or force. Oh. Realistically, I think if somebody did actually do this... Now, obviously, I don't, I don't even know if it's possible to convince somebody um, without... Uh, to, 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 to convince somebody to kill somebody else, but... Yeah, I think if somebody did want to to do this, 
they'd probably get off scot free. But then and again, I don't know what you're punishing. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> this isn't a how to, but but then also, Jack. Part of this is predicated on removing someone's memories for a sp- very specific time slot without <laughs> causing lasting brain damage. So uh, I don't think that that is the thing as well. Obviously, like that that's kind of a big part of it. But yeah, you would also get in trouble for removing someone's memories again if they found out. I don't know. If, I don't know if you can prove that. Maybe. Well, because if you made a device that could remove someone's memories, right, um, and then destroyed the device in its entirety, I don't think anybody would be able to prove that you removed someone's memories. Because even if they recovered the device, I doubt that they'd be able to engineer it in such a way that they would find out what its purpose is. And even if they could, they couldn't prove it because it wouldn't be ethical to use it on anyone. So... Basically, if you could do this, you'd get off scot-free, but also if you have the power to invent a machine that can very specifically remove people's memories, or whatever, however you achieve it, um, I think you have, uh, a, you could be doing a lot better things with your time. Yeah, it, it's hard, it's hard to find specific information, because a lot of it's either on one extreme to the other, so like, the coercive control one for the UK is to do with domestic abuse, whereas the prohibition regarding manipulation and false identification in the US is to do with, like, I'm assuming something to do with commerce. That's what as much as I could get from scan reading it. Hmm. Um, prohibition against manipulation. So this is US code. So US code, Title Seven on agriculture. So yeah, this is commodity exchanges, Section 9, prohibition regarding manipulation of false information. Uh, it shall be unlawful for any person directly or indirectly to use or employ or attempt to use or employ in connection with any swap or contract of sale of any commodity. So yeah, this is commerce. It shall be required any person to disclose to another person on the information or any materiality. So I would assume that it's there's commerce. not a lot of specific stuff on this because I doubt it's... I, I imagine it's probably near impossible to get somebody to kill or to, to do an action um, like that, you know, like killing... Uh, without threats and 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 more more provable manipulation tactics. Oh, perfect! The same question has been asked on Quora. To kill, if you were manipulated to kill someone, would you get convicted? Right. Let's see. It is, so this is an answer by Cliff Giley Gilly. Guy, I don't know. Uh, anyways, criminal law and intellectual property law in Seattle Uni. Mm-hmm. So, um, it depends on what the manipulation is, how it acts, and how much volition is involved in the final act of homicide. On one side of the spectrum is juris, duress, or necessity, which are not defences to murder. If someone points a gun to your head and tells you to kill someone else, the law will hold you accountable if you choose to take, if you choose to take the other life. That's rubbish, in my opinion. On, uh, I mean, it, 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 yeah. Well, it, surely it depends, though. Like. If I, so if I, wait, so if I hold a gun to your head and say, uh, kill, kill Jack, do you, surely you don't get prosecuted, right? Well, according to US law, apparently you do. Have there, yeah, but have there, has there actually been like a, like is that, is, is that theoretical or have there been actual examples where, yeah, that, that did happen? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know if that's in that film where well, what's it called? Uh, what's that film called? Where he gets a bomb strapped to him and he has to go rob a bank. Um, you know what I mean? Anyone? You guys familiar with the one I'm talking about here? 
I don't think I am, but the situation itself sounds familiar. I think he's like a pizza delivery guy. Um, oh, okay. Um, on the other end of the spectrum are situations in which one is incapable of creating the requisite mental state to take an action of their own in- intentional volition. Because the person is incapable of understanding the nature of their actions, they would have an incapacity an incapacity defense yeah because if yeah if you're yeah if you have certain mental uh disabilities or or illnesses you you are obviously i know this isn't real life but i think the same thing happens with real life like the joker doesn't get put in jail he gets put in arkham asylum and that would happen Mm. in in real life wouldn't it you'd get put into to, to mental care so i don't know how it could be it doesn't seem maybe right that someone you know who you know yeah obviously you know they, 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 there's that lack of um, decreased autonomy I guess um, but then there's there's decreased autonomy if you have a gun to your head you know uh, we are, are human as humans we have a, a, a kind of a fight for survival and if it comes down to it over you or me and you know, there there are very few people that most people would sacrifice their lives for. I mean, me personally, I'd give my life for anyone, but uh, I don't know about you two, but I imagine it's probably your close friends, family, and, and maybe kid strangers, but, I mean, who, who actually, that, that is an interest, who would you, like, where, do, where does it stop that you would give your life for? Give my life for anyone. No, um, for, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I mean, again, it kind of, that's the whole thing of what I would want to do and what I realistically would do. I suppose it would depend on your your, your view on everything. Like, if you were a person that was like, actually, mm. but what what would you like, you Finn? Right, like obviously, what you would actually do, kind of a different thing. But um, so right now, if I'm if I'm asking you, well, I'm, I mean, I'm actually asking. But yeah, who are you giving your life for, like right now? Like, is it immediate family? Is it like who? Where does where does it stop for you? Like, is it rich old white guys? Is it you know like wh- where's it? Where's where's the where's your your line? Um, three episodes. He has been mentioned in all three episodes. I mean, the point where I'd start to hesitate significantly, like. I'd actually start thinking, do like is is it worth doing that? Do I like them that much? <laughs> Would probably probably be, Are you getting something out of it? I mean, you're gonna die. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's like if you're gonna give your life to save someone, you have to be in the mentality of this is worth doing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm not as in like yeah, as in like yeah. This person is worth laying my life yeah. down for. Yeah. Obviously, there's some people that would be like, anybody's worth laying laying their life down for ultimate sacrifice. Oh, and then there's some people that would be like, I probably stop after immediate family. I feel like I'd probably be somewhere in between, like just after immediate family and like my, my quite close friends. I'd probably give my life for. But once it starts getting outside that, I'd probably start to think like, so so you, <laughs> would you give your life for a a, a random kid stranger? No. I mean, if I could try and save them, then maybe. No, nope, life, life for me life. losing my life in the process, like <laughs> I, I knew I'd be losing my life in the process, I'd probably not. What was this one? Some or... random kid in the street. And... Yeah, I knew that actually this person is likely to 
be a threat, a greater threat. So say like it was me or Hitler or something, you know, then I wouldn't. But other than that, I don't think it, I mean, I'd like to think that it wouldn't just have to be family. Like if it was like some stranger, then I'd like to think that he actually, yeah, would. I don't know her old or not. Is there is <laughs> there like, like an age age cap though? Maybe. Like like if uh, it's if it's your life for like an eighty year old, you know, <laughs> not that not that old true. people's lives have any less value, obviously, but they've got a lot less of it ahead of them than you do. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like the mentality that people are taking with the self driving cars. In the scenario that the crash is completely unavoidable and the car's got a choice of hitting some kids and hitting some OAPs, it'll go for the OAPs. Yeah, have you done the... There's a the test online, isn't there? Where you, you... Like, it's a self-driving car and you choose who it hits if it has to swerve and hit, uh, you know, like oh, an yeah. old person or... A, yeah. it's, it's very interesting to... Because I think as well, like, it, it compares, like... It compares groups of people where, like, you know, you would consider them to be equal as well. But obviously, you just kind of... Have, you know that has like doctors and criminals and and things like that and the elderly I think elderly I think my scores were were quite were quite unusual but yeah I the I, I think most people usually the elderly have just dead yeah although that that, 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 that does make me think like on some rare occasions for starters I want to know how the car like via its camera can look at someone and go OAP yeah, that's a point. I mean, if I, uh, or, you know, like, like if a 20-something person, or, or even me, like, dress up in a, in like a shawl and a wig and, and I'll grab a walking stick and walk out onto the road, is the car going to hit me over the kids in front of me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's, I don't, cause like, you have some, like, people with dwarf, dwarfism, for example, they could be however old that they are, and for, as far as the car's concerned, they could be three. Yeah, so the car like swerves into it. Yeah, yeah, that's a. a, What are you? What What are your guys' thoughts on? um, Well, because some so so there is uh, some predictions of the futures of car, and one one that I I personally think is is very likely to happen. Some say is an inevitability. Is that in the future? Uh, and again, this is in population centres. Uh, rurally, you you would own your own car, but uh, it will be uh, within the population centres. Um, no one will own their own car. The cars will be owned by the company, and you pay for that car to drive. Obviously, itself because it's self driving will drive to you and pick you up. Uh, and it, you know it will be a fleet of cars, and no, nobody will own their own cars. But the cars will go from person to person, uh, kind of rented out as and when you need it um imagine not being able to have your own your own car like <laughs> well you you could but it would just be it, it just wouldn't be viable to do given that it, you might as well just have the have the rent a car so what do you guys think about that future if it happens Sounds stupid <laughs> I, I feel like the better version rather than rent a car would just be just like a, a fleet of self-driving taxis you know, you you just have like an app on your phone, you press a button, and a car appears at your location. Your well, that, 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 yeah, that is what it would be. Mm. I suppose the equivalent would be like in the music industry, where we have like you know you can listen to stuff on Spotify or you can get a vinyl because like the the ownership of it, um, people say like means a lot. I think it does as well. Like, it, it, you know, it's very over, but um, you know, like, at the same time, it would be great to have. It's great to have that much um, 
easy access, I suppose, you know. Um, and would you, would you pick what card you get, or...? Uh, well, I guess it would work kind of like the, the food ordering services now that... Well, I mm. think it would be uh, availability, so I assume, like, okay, so we got, like, Tesla, um, Audi, uh, the, the you know the few uh, and the other other car companies uh, Toyota you know the ones right now that are, I, I imagine all of them would get in on it eventually but yeah the main leaders would be uh, and they mm. would all probably have different areas um, where they they cover um, so I guess you could you know you could pay for Toyota to come drive up to your house but it's going to be more expensive than Tesla so you might as well just get the Tesla to your from your house to wherever you're going i mean because as well this this is probably a lot greener solution as well because um mm. there's there's less so less cars themselves would need to be produced um it would be cheaper um in in theory um it, it uh, arguably it is a lot better um in in many ways um although it it is the one thing that obviously the most terrifying thing about it is Tesla could just refuse you service. You know, all the car companies could just refuse you. So, I mean, obviously you could be refused to buy a car from a dealer, but that's a lot less likely. And once you have it, you have it, you know, unless the government come and take your cars, but then that's, you know, autocracy or whatever. But yeah, you know, you could be refused service. You could, that it is just kind of scary not owning you know that i mean we see it online with uh, when people get their xbox accounts or their playstation accounts or their oculus accounts deleted and lose hundreds of games along with it you know a lot of money and legally the company that did that is perfectly within their rights to do so so yeah you could be denied that service and that is the the one the one fear of it but from most other perspectives it is just objectively better yeah I mean, as, as long as Elon Musk doesn't buy up every single tech company in existence, <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like it would be a case of all the major car companies, like I don't know, Tesla would have would own would own the rights to provide transport for New York, or Audi would own the rights to provide transport in this country. Bentley might own the rights to do transport in London. You know, it'd probably, probably go like that. Yeah, there would be different dealings with different areas, kind of like broadband providers, basically. Yeah. That's a weird idea. I never really thought of that. <clears throat> Hiring a car instead of everyone just mm. hiring cars to rent them. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I suppose it's nice to know that, like, by owning your own car, you do have the option to just, when you feel like it, you could just go for a drive somewhere. Yeah, and of course, again, like you could do that with the the rent a car, and it would it would never it wouldn't take too long to to get there. There'd probably always be one nearby. But it, there is just something about you know having your own car, and you know yeah, with sense your of, own car. I guess that is. I think it's such a I think that's such a big thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. be, people would definitely want to have their own their own car. Because um, as well, actually, another thing as well is uh, well, I suppose if it's self driving doesn't matter. I was going to say um, if it wasn't self-driving then it would be a method it would be just you know um it'd be better to have your own car force because of you know you're used to it and so you know you you're that's that's you know you're more likely to be able to drive responsibly because to like but then if it's a self-driving car then that's completely out of the well, well, maybe not play out the equation. You you would still need there would they would all of the yeah they would still be able to all of all self-driving cars for yeah, a very a very very long time yeah. I, maybe maybe even for 
you know the entire future of self-driving cars will have um all you know controls by the <laughs> The person, because even in a in a in a in a, in a, a system that is in, extremely robust, you know, it would be it would just be stupid not to be able to have someone take control if need be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like as well with when that happens with the dawn of self-driving cars, it would be added to both the British standards and international standards would be for every single self-driving car to use the same. Or like observing system and also communication so every car could communicate with each other like mm. yeah. hey i'm driving this way okay i'll stop and let you go okay bye <laughs> i mean it does the one thing with self-driving cars which i've i've always held on to and I, I still do to be honest with you uh right now is you know if it's connected to an external system i mean even an internal system but you know if it's connected to an external system one one wrong you know it, it will be hacked that, that that is inevitability one day in the future once self-driving cars are you know the norm and everybody's in one there's going to be one day a massive crash it's going to be a few thousand dead it's going to happen it will happen there is not unless unless all of the stuff is on board internal but that is that's going to be so much less convenient um than having an outside system reflecting inward so you know it, it's going to happen unless unless uh, you know unless there are some regulations where i mean uh, fucking like elon musk's brain chips that needs to be regulated out of existence immediately immediately gone like i i know a lot of people might disagree with that and say you know we can't hold back the technological no anything that can write to the brain needs to be taken out now and and forever and for as long as possible because we do not in any circumstances want to be in a society where your brain can be altered by a company anyone no one should have the right to that power yeah that's pretty fucked up isn't it <laughs> I, I feel like if that was ever going to be a case it would have to be so that it wouldn't be wireless what the the, the you know self-driving cars as a or the the writing to your brain, uh, the, the, the brain trip, the brain chip thing. I, I know there's there's still a chance that they, that someone someone could hack into whatever software you use to update it. Yeah, it, it it's just because also like you're you are trusting that company, and because even 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 though somebody might be able to attack the company, sure, the company itself could just yeah. you know a lot of people are oh yeah businesses don't care about that they just want to maximize profit exactly they just want to maximize profit imagine if they can write to your fucking brain to maximize profit <laughs> jesus mm. you really want that like there is there is no it, it, it should be gone now um you know reading the brain fine perfectly fine to a degree i mean you know obviously that could also pose some threats and security threats and things like that but gen like the the kind of stuff that we have right now like um there's this vr attachment that you can get um that will read the back of your brain uh and it, it you can use it to like control some things in the vr um but it, it it like it wouldn't be able to read your thoughts or anything like that kind of stuff that's fine but anything anything beyond that even even if it were to improve human life by tenfold it is not worth the the cons that it could bring yeah I feel like the the only scenario where it could be slightly safer for both cars and any bio enhancements would have to be a case of where somehow one day someone invents a way of like quantum encryption where <laughs> the encryption is changing like every microsecond. 
but then somebody one day invents quantum decryption you, you know what I mean. but you know yeah like you know with a quantum computer you probably break a quantum encryption yeah it, yeah it's always a fight of you know the constant struggle of security and prevent you know the they're constantly always catching up with each other and thing thing is things will go wrong it's inevitability whether it's wrong like whether it's one person their brain gets hacked and they become a nazi uh versus billions of people yeah you know but is it even worth that one person getting their brain hacked i don't think so well, we'll have to see how it goes. We hopefully, I don't think. I mean, you know, Elon Musk installed that thing in the monkey's brain, and it could play video games or whatever. But we are, we are going to be. You know, I, I think we're going to be dead before before things get too weird. Because I, I think we have been born in a pretty optimal time because we're we're in a time where the quality of life is pretty good and social issues, while still ever present, are a lot lot better than they were even 20 you know 40 years ago at this point um but we are before all of the yeah we're before a lot of the cool stuff like fully immersive vr flying cars and jetpacks but we are also a lot of the scary before a lot of the, the scary stuff and climate change completely fucking us over so this is probably a, a very decent time to be born for the next two one to two hundred years i'd say Mm, the, only problem, the only problem is the fact that I want to see all the really cool shit, so I think we've been born in a really shitty period of time. You, so there's nothing cool happening. You can watch anime porn in VR. I think I think you should take that and <laughs> yeah. accept, accept it. I was born too late to explore the seek. I was born too early to explore the stars. But I was born at just the right time to be a filthy, degenerate weeb. <laughs> <laughs> That is, I think that needs to be in the world's most famous quotes. Too early to explore the sea, too late to explore the stars, but just the right time for it to be a degenerate weeb. And on a side note, it's time for Rory's Fact of the Week. Alright, my fact, my fact for this episode, it's a fun fact, um, all, at McDonald's in America, all beverages, regardless of size, are one dollar. So you get a small one dollar, medium one dollar, oh, yeah, large one dollar. Uh, I we were talking about McDonald's in philosophy, and I I mentioned. Oh it. yeah. And I think yeah, I, I mentioned yeah, it another time as well because I find <laughs> I find the fact interesting because I I because I, it's a great apparently their their sales uh increased a lot afterwards because you know you obviously the the, the tactic is um oh I'll, i'm gonna grab a grab a drink I'll, I'll uh you know i want a drink and it's like oh i'll go to mcdonald's because i can get a large and i won't have to pay any extra um but then it's like oh go on I, you know i have some chips as well so they end up you know getting some more money whereas you know if it you know, they had the normal prices you just go to the nearest one which might be you know like burger king or one of the any other stores and i really hope they introduce it here but i don't know whether they will because it might be because there's less competition over here so maybe there's less incentive to do it but i would love to be able to get a large for a pound that would be that'd be fantastic that would be that would be amazing that would be quite good i'm not sure going there a lot <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it's the mentality as well as you look at it and think, oh, a large is the same price as a small, despite the fact that in reality it's probably the other way around. 
with the small right. being the same price as the large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're paying them. But yeah, there's um there's a really interesting food theory video on it. Um, uh, uh it's like drink because he he analyzes drink sizes from all the different uh different fast food locations. Um, which it might be slightly different, obviously, because it's in the the states. But I think everything's standardized. So, um. But yeah, no, very interesting video. Definitely worth a watch. There you go, Matt Pat. I'm plugging, I'm plugging your stuff in in our in our podcast of. Uh... Don't forget to return the favor. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> next episode. He's just like, go check out the Life Journal podcast. We just get like <laughs> millions of v- listeners. It's like, thanks. Made for us and everything. It's like, and on next week's theory, the Life Journal will be shown. It's like, hang it's like, on, just a fucking minute. Slow down. Finley Hunter secret. <laughs> Secretly a psychopath. <laughs> what? He creates an entire new channel called Podcast Theory. Just and it's just got one. It's just he just uploads videos like every every week about the pod out about each episode of the podcast. And it's like just crazy batshit theories, like Jack and Rory secretly having an aff- an affair. <laughs> Rory responsible for the death of Xi Jinping? <laughs> He's not dead yet. Um, Hang on a minute. <laughs> this podcast is now definitely banned in China. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't already. Okay, the life no banned in China. <laughs> China- <laughs> Jack secretly a Chinese spy. Five Nights at Freddy's. Just throw it in there for the extra views. <laughs> Oh my god! When we have when we have uh, when we have one of our friends on as a pod- as a guest, I can't be bothered to ask to, if we can use their name, so I'm not going to say their name. But the one that likes really Five Nights at Freddy's, we should do a Five Nights at Freddy's episode special, um, where we we just discuss Five Nights at Freddy's for the entire duration. I don't know enough about. I don't know anything about Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's. Pretty much, like I know shit all about Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. Well, why don't you play the fucking games, right, and then come back to me. They just didn't vibe with it, you know? Like, it seems like a cool game and all that. And actually, I respect it, and I thought like, like the songs and all that, but it's just, I just didn't vibe with it. It's not my thing. I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't vibe with it. Just didn't, just didn't, you know, probably because I'm, sh- I'm just shit at games, really. <laughs> I hear what you mean. Like, the, the games as much aren't what captivate me. It's the it's the hidden lore and how everything connects that. Yeah. Uh, that that's why I'm always looking out for MapArts videos on it. Yeah, I, I haven't played it properly since, episode, uh, since the... Well, I, I haven't like watched a YouTube video or played it properly since since the fourth one. Which sister location is arguably or has been said to be the best one as well. So I probably should probably should give that a, a look into. Mm. I the, um, oh, what was it called? Oh, World. I played it that. Oh god. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh, that's mostly just been written off. Although there is some bits of it that are useful. Some good lore, but mostly people people really do not like it. I can see why. <laughs> I remember back when we were in secondary school in the lead up to it when the FNAF page all the characters were slowly changing into these weird cartoony characters like what the fuck's going on here yeah it was it was definitely I mean like Scott has mm. has you know like said like yeah that was a to be fair he's quite thankful for it because it, it reminded him that no he can't just put out any old game and the fans will snap it up it actually has to be to be good for for people to to appreciate it which is i think always a good lesson to to learn if you're a, a creative mm. I, I think what the biggest mystery about it now at the moment is the name of the crying child i swear did matt pat solve it in his last video or did he not solve it? no he was commenting on one of the ones a theory from reddit but he he was saying that we didn't like how the final part fit fitted together in 
like the, the the name that they had, I can't remember what it is now. It might be right, but he's trying to find a like a better way to explain it. Evan. Yeah. Yeah, I I um we should just recall the rename this to the the Matt Pat podcast. Let's just discuss Matt Pat. Matt Pat special. Thanks for listening everyone. Uh join us next week. We're going to be having Charlotte Gallia as a guest. Uh we'll probably end up talking about books or some boring shit like that cuz she's a fucking nerd. Um yeah, thanks for listening. Uh don't forget to share if you liked it and uh leave us some feedback of what you thought. Join us next week. I have been Rory. I have been Jack. And I've been Finley. <laughs> Together, we've been the Life Journal. Thank you for watching. Fuck off, I'll see you next week.